March 1st, 1 Samuel, chapter 1, verse 1, through chapter 2, verse 11. There was a certain man of Remathim Zophim, of the hill country of Ephraim, whose name was Elkanah, the son of Jeroam, son of Elihu, son of Tohu, son of Zuth, a Nephrathite. He had two wives, the name of the one was Hannah, and the name of the other, Peninnah. And Peninnah had children, but Hannah had no children. Now this man used to go up year by year from his city to worship and to sacrifice to the Lord of hosts at Shiloh, where the two sons of Eli, Hophni and Phinehas, were priests of the Lord. On the day when Elkanah sacrificed, he would give portions to Peninnah his wife and to all her sons and daughters. But to Hannah, he gave a double portion, because he loved her, though the Lord had closed her womb. And her rival used to provoke her grievously to irritate her, because the Lord had closed her womb. So it went on year by year, as often as she went up to the house of the Lord, she used to provoke her. Therefore Hannah wept, and would not eat. And Elkanah her husband said to her, Hannah, why do you weep? And why do you not eat? And why is your heart sad? Am I not more to you than ten sons? After they had eaten and drunk in Shiloh, Hannah rose. Now Eli the priest was sitting on the seat beside the doorpost of the temple of the Lord. She was deeply distressed and prayed to the Lord and wept bitterly. And she vowed a vow and said, O Lord of hosts, if you will indeed look on the affliction of your servant, and remember me, and not forget your servant, but will give to your servant a son. Then I will give him to the Lord all the days of his life, and no razor shall touch his head. As she continued praying before the Lord, Eli observed her mouth. Hannah was speaking in her heart, only her lips moved, and her voice was not heard. Therefore Eli took her to be a drunken woman, and Eli said to her, how long will you go on being drunk? Put your wine away from you. But Hannah answered, No, my lord, I am a woman troubled in spirit. I have drunk neither wine nor strong drink, but I have been pouring out my soul before the Lord. Do not regard your servant as a worthless woman, for all along I have been speaking out of my great anxiety and vexation. Then Eli answered, Go in peace and the God of Israel grant your petition that you have made to him. And she said, Let your servant find favour in your eyes. Then the woman went her way and ate, and her face was no longer sad. They rose early in the morning and worshipped before the Lord. Then they went back to their house at Ramah. And Elkanah knew Hannah his wife, and the Lord remembered her. And in due time Hannah conceived and bore a son and she called his name Samuel, for she said, I have asked for him from the Lord. The man Elkanah and all his house went up to offer to the Lord the yearly sacrifice and to pay his vow. But Hannah did not go up, for she said to her husband, As soon as the child is weaned, I will bring him, so that he may appear in the presence of the Lord and dwell there forever. 
Elkanah, her husband, said to her, Do what seems best to you. Wait until you have weaned him. Only may the Lord establish his word. So the woman remained and nursed her son until she weaned him. And when she had weaned him, she took him up with her, along with a three-year-old bull, an ephah of flour, and a skin of wine. And she brought him to the house of the Lord at Shiloh. And the child was young. Then they slaughtered the bull, and they brought the child to Eli. And she said, O my Lord, as you live, my Lord, I am the woman who was standing here in your presence, praying to the Lord. For this child I prayed, and the Lord has granted me my petition that I made to him. Therefore I have lent him to the Lord. As long as he lives, he is lent to the Lord. And he worshipped the Lord there. And Hannah prayed and said, My heart exalts in the Lord, my horn is exalted in the Lord. My mouth derides my enemies, because I rejoice in your salvation. There is none holy like the Lord, for there is none besides you. There is no rock like our God. Talk no more so very proudly, let not arrogance come from your mouth. For the Lord is a God of knowledge, and by him actions are weighed. The bows of the mighty are broken, but the feeble bind on strength. Those who were full have hired themselves out for bread, but those who were hungry have ceased to hunger. The barren has borne seven, but she who has many children is forlorn. The Lord kills and brings to life, he brings down to Sheol and raises up. The Lord makes poor and makes rich. He brings low and he exalts. He raises up the poor from the dust. He lifts the needy from the ash heap to make them sit with princes and inherit a seat of honour. For the pillars of the earth are the Lord's and on them he has set the world. He will guard the feet of his faithful ones, but the wicked shall be cut off in darkness, for not by might shall a man prevail. The adversaries of the Lord shall be broken to pieces. Against them he will thunder in heaven. The Lord will judge the ends of the earth. He will give strength to his king and exalt the horn of his anointed. Then Elkanah went home to Ramah, and the boy was ministering to the Lord in the presence of Eli the priest. Fertile Hearts and Open Hands Amy Warren God brings about his will in surprising ways. The Bible shows us how several women who struggled with infertility, Sarah, Rachel, Rebecca, and Elizabeth, are honored in Scripture. Hannah was one such woman. Hannah had a good marriage. The text states that Elkanah loved her, favored her, tried to comfort her, and was a spiritual leader in the household. In Elkanah's eyes, Hannah's beauty and value were not grounded in her fertility. Her husband could not console her, though. Any woman today who desires children but is unable to conceive will struggle to fully express the depth of her grief and longing. The cultural implications within Israel were even greater. In a time when Israel was holding on to a promise that there would be a seed that would deliver them, 
the continuation of the line was at the forefront of every Israelite mind. Every child born was a promise fulfilled. The Lord will preserve the line and provide a Messiah. Her suffering was even further exacerbated by Elkanah's second wife, Penina. Elkanah likely had to marry Penina because of Hannah's infertility, so her presence may have made Hannah feel like a burden. Referred to as her rival in verse 6, the jealous Penina teased, poked, and prodded at Hannah's pain year by year. While the text does not say why the Lord closed Hannah's womb, Scripture elsewhere reveals God produces good, fruitfulness, and hope in Christians through their suffering. See Genesis chapter 50 verse 20, John chapter 15 verse 2, Romans chapter 5 verses 3 through 5. We can trust that God cares about Hannah's sanctification, even in bringing about her unhappiness. Hannah took her suffering and pain to God in prayer. She was deeply distressed and prayed to the Lord and wept bitterly. And later, when she encountered Eli, she was speaking in her heart. Verse 13. We all suffer. It is how we respond to our suffering that testifies to our faith in God's goodness and providence. Hannah chose to believe the Almighty God of the universe cared about her helpless state. And he did. The Lord looked down on Hannah in compassion and gave her a son, not because she was good, but because God is good. Many years later, another son was born to a woman who wasn't expecting a child. Samuel, Hannah's son, took away Hannah's grief and shame. Jesus, Mary's son, took away the grief, shame, and sin of the world. And both Hannah and Mary humbly gave their sons back to God. Hannah was willing to hold her son with open hands, knowing every good gift and every perfect gift is from above. James chapter 1 verse 17.